Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to you at the University of Missouri right now in the business school currently. Um, anyway, we have a lot to get into. Okay. It's just me today. None of my friends could wake up early enough to make this podcast. I rolled out of bed at 10 o'clock. I just woke up first night at Mizzou. And um, I mean, we, we got a lot to get into, a lot of football games to recap. If you missed any of it, don't worry. Stay on and I got you. Um, uh, and if you guys don't mind, I'm, I'm going to get it right, right into it. Um, also, I saw in the news today, a former Alabama player charged with capital murder um miles or whatever his name is and if you're interested at all go look into that it's pretty interesting but um very sad very 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 sad first game up on the ballot is 49er seahawks now this game i was watching this game pretty much fully um very invested in this game i'm very interested in the 49ers to see how they compete and they competed very very well they competed very well and um you know early on i feel like they came out a little slow they came out a little slow, especially on the defensive end, and the Seahawks were able to stay in it. And then the 49ers banged the over, as I thought they would, as I bet on the Fliff app. So thank you, 49ers. And they also covered the 9.5, which I had. So 49ers win, and they cover one by 18 points, 41 to 23. That game was actually pretty interesting, though, like especially in the first half and then the second half. It was just the Brock Purdy show. And Props to him. Props to Mike Shanahan and that offense. They're really firing on all cylinders. And that being said, we go to Jaguars Chargers, which was my favorite game. My favorite game, undoubtedly. Um, shout out to my boy, Jack Talor. Huge Jags fan. Huge win for him over the Chargers. Now, it doesn't matter. This game is simply a formality because either team plays the Chiefs next, who will inevitably get destroyed. Um, now, this game was 31-30. The Jags took it. And I mean, the, the overlying theme of this is um, I, I got to be reminded what the comeback was, but the Chargers were up. Um, the Chargers were up by like 27. Yeah, twenty Chargers blew a 27-point lead and a historic postseason loss to the Jaguars. Um, that's so wild, bro. And, you know, the, the blame can go a lot of places, but – the Jags were down 27 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half. Okay. Four interceptions in the first half. Comes back. I think he had one touchdown pass in the in the first half with four picks. Comes back in the second half, three touchdowns with no picks. And so he evens out four touchdowns, four interceptions. Really crazy game from Trevor Lawrence. I think he shows he has some nuts on him. He has some nuts confirmed. And he really, really stepped it up. And I think that is the reason that the Jags took it is because they have a really underrated wide receiver core and a really nice running back at Travis Etienne and a pretty underrated um, offensive line as well. Now, what stood out, especially in the second half, is three points allowed. Three points allowed. That defense was all over the Chargers. And, um, you know, it was tough to see if it was just the Chargers struggling and choking again or if it was Justin Herbert um, – Tough, tough, tough stuff from Justin Herbert. I thought he was, I thought they were going to win that game. I thought that if he was better at all, they would have won that game in the second half. So, really interesting game. The Jags take it 31 30. They move on. Bills Dolphins. This game is an interesting game. Okay. 
I'm gonna before before I talk about this game, I'm gonna say this right now. If you don't watch that game and you think that it is in some way rigged, yes, I'm gonna say it's rigged. I'm making that claim right now. I'm going to say it's rigged. Reason being, reason being, Bills obviously just lost Demar Hamlin. Very sad story. I have sensitivity towards that. Okay. I do. I was watching that. I told the pod before I was mortified watching that. Okay. And I've, you know, been praying for him. I hope he gets back and he seems stable. He seems like now he's on the way to playing again and he survived a cardiac arrest on the field. Something uh, I I don't think has ever been seen before on the the NFL field. Either way, the NFL, all the NFL teams buying into this prey for tomorrow, right? Some people think it's overboard. Some people think, you know, it's cool. So, yeah, it's pretty unifying. But the Bills go up 14-0, right? Bills go up 14-0. I'm watching the game, and the Bills have the ball again. I from then on, I was out at I was out at uh, brunch. I was out at brunch, so I couldn't catch the rest of the game. But I looked back later, and it was like 24-27. Okay, so the Dolphins fought all the way back, and they were actually winning at some point. They were winning at some point. And then I was looking on Instagram later when I had seen the result of the game and I saw all these calls. I was like on my Explorer page and I saw like a a Dolphins fan page. So obviously they're going to post shit like that, but like a compilation of missed calls. Some of these calls were like the most disgusting thing ever. Like literally the most disgusting. Like you guys can go and look at it if you like. Go watch the game. Go watch the key plays. Um, to me, I thought it was pretty clear. I really did. I thought it was clear as day. They're trying to get the Bills to move on. I think the Bills are in trouble, especially next week. I think they're in trouble. Um, NFL wildcard round is the next game we're going to talk about, and it's the Giants-Vikings. Now, this game was a little surprising. I didn't pick the Giants. I don't think I picked the Giants on the pod, but I picked the Giants on my three-team parlay. Okay. So this actually is very interesting. If you guys are watching the Cowboys-Buccaneers game tonight, ride with the Cowboys. I don't care if you're a Bucs fan. Reason being, I had the 49ers. Um, I No, I had Bills, Giants, and Cowboys, okay, in a three-team parlay. And obviously the Bills barely won. Giants barely won. And the Cowboys are up tonight, and they can really, really uh, – it can really, really complete the saga. Either way, Giants with a really impressive win. Daniel Jones looks amazing. I'm actually going to look at the stats in this game. 301 with two touchdowns, no interceptions, 24 for thir- uh, for 35 from Daniel Jones. That's special. That's special. Now, Daniel Jones also had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. So, Dan- um. Now, to be fair, Saquon averaged six yards a carry with nine carries for 53 yards um, and two touchdowns. So actually not a bad day from Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones um, having a career day against the Vikings. And let's see. This is what I'm – oh, we'll see how Slayton did. Slayton, Hodgins had a touchdown for 105 yards and eight – wow, eight receptions. So Hodgins had a good game. Okay, passing. Justin Jefferson made a pass, and they counted it for negative two yards. That's interesting. Kirk Cousins, 237, 31 for 39 with two touchdowns. Okay. 
both quarterbacks have a good game. They have a good game. Um, Dalvin Cook had a mid-game, 15 carries for 60 yards, four-yard um, average. Let's see, let's see receiving, let's see receiving. So what I'm getting is Justin Jefferson was pretty much completely taken out the game. Seven receptions, which is a lot, but for 47 yards. So he's catching like slants and shit, bro. Thielen had a pretty decent game, three for 50. Hawkinson had 10 for 129. Now, Hawkinson, I think, is um, Kirk Cousins' favorite target. If you watch the games, you'll know. Kirk, uh, Kirk likes throwing to Hawkinson a lot. I think they might have like a lot of options to him. And so, you know, good for good for him, I guess. Either way, interesting game. The Giants deserved it, and the Vikings choke once again after having the one or two seed, I believe. Everybody expects a lot from them. Um, or did they have the three? They might have had the three in the um, in the NFC. I think they had the three. Either way, the game wasn't that interesting. Neither of these teams are going to do very well, I don't think. That's my analysis. This next game was very interesting to me because I thought it was going to be a blowout, and it wasn't. Ravens-Bengals. Ravens-Bengals was... Um, in all honesty, just like a really competitive game. I feel like any of these games in the um in the AFC North. I'm gonna make sure I have the the North. Yeah, any any game in the AFC North is gonna be like this, bro. Is gonna be chippy. They've been known for having the craziest injuries. Ones that come up is um Brian Shazier, Antonio Brown getting CTE from Vontez Perfect and then Perfect getting hit back by Juju Smith-Schuster. By the way, if you haven't seen that, it's one of the more satisfying things because Vontez Perfect is like a total douchebag. So for him to get knocked out like that by Juju Smith-Schuster increased my respect for Juju a lot. Either way, the Bengals beat the Ravens, okay, but just barely by one touchdown, 24-17. Um Pretty defensive game, to be honest. Huntley had 226 for two touchdowns and one interception. He had nine carries for 54 yards. That's wild. Dobbins had an all right game. I mean, looking across this, no, I mean, the Ravens didn't look to have a bad game, but they didn't look to have a good game. Burrow had a bad game. 23 for 32, 209 with a touchdown. Um, how do they get their points, bro? Mar Chase had a receiving touchdown. Joe Burrow had a rushing touchdown. Uh, maybe the rest are um. Uh... Hmm. Oh, they had the um, they had the defensive touchdown. I saw this highlight. Tyler Huntley like reaches to like get the touchdown, and the ball slips out when he reaches. And one of the Bengals um D linemen, I believe, picks it up runs all the way, and he was clocked at like 17 miles an hour running down. So they got a defensive touchdown, which would make it um, 21, and then they had a field goal. Okay, that makes sense. So Bengals um, pretty much kind of got lucky. Looking back on it, kind of got lucky. Their defense bailed them out. Um, now, do I think the I – don't, I don't think the Ravens should have won that game. I really don't. I don't think the Ravens are anything at all, especially without Lamar. Um, Huntley's still pretty good, to be honest. I think Huntley, I think if Lamar moves, 
The Ravens might be all right with Huntley, bro. He looks really good. He he looks really good. I mean, two touchdowns. Let me be reminded. Two touchdowns, one interception, and two twenty. And a playoff game is pretty good. Now his accuracy or his and his receivers aren't very good. Seventeen for twenty nine. It's likely a couple of drops. It's likely a couple of inaccurate passes. You never know. So, yeah, twenty four seventeen. That game is the final of the games that have actually started or that have actually been played. Tonight is the last one. Now I am. I, I was a little bit more excited for Jack Jags Chargers, but this game is going to really interest to me. Okay, here's the reason. Here's the narrative for this game. The Dallas Cowboys coming in at 12 and 5 playing at Tampa Bay. Now, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this happened. Is, is it because the Eagles have a better record than the Cowboys and they're in their own? Um, let me see how this happened, bro. How does Tampa Bay have home field right here? Let me look at this. Either way, Tampa Bay comes in as the home team. They're eight and nine. They have a literal losing record, but they have the chance to bust some shit up with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, obviously led by Tom Brady, recently divorced. Um, recently divorced, and that must be it. That must be it. So, wow, the NFC East is looking up right now in the NFC. Um, so the Eagles got the one seed, obviously, 14-3. and three. And the Cowboys are 12 and 5. So the Cowboys must have um, kind of got a bone there just because they're in the same conference as the uh, as the Eagles. Either way, Cowboys, Bucks. What is my prediction? What should you guys be banging on the um, of the betting apps? The Cowboys are at Tampa Bay, right? So it's home field. It's home field. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Tom Brady has looked like shit this year. Um, He's looked like literal ass. And um, I just – I don't see it this year. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, I think that, I think the Cowboys might win this by a couple of touchdowns. I, I really do. I really do. So uh, the Cowboys are favored by a little bit, though. Let me – What's the spread? What's the spread? Two and a half, bro. I'm slamming that Cowboys two and a half. I'm slamming that. Now, people will say, people will say, oh, but dude, uh, you know, the uh, the, uh, Cowboys choke every year. They do, but at some point you have to, you have to um, recognize that the logistics line up for a win. This is a win. Tampa Bay is not a good football team. They're not a good football team, okay? I've watched them play a lot of times just because they're on primetime all the time. They have Tom Brady. They're on primetime all the time, and they stink it up. They're no good. Two and a half is a rookie line. I'm slamming that. Even if they win by three points, you win? What? I think they're going to win by 10, maybe even more. Um, They've got – listen, 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 listen. Listen to their offense, okay? They have Dak Prescott who at some points is a top 10 quarterback, undisputably. Undisputably. Call me crazy, but he's undisputed. Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Tony Pollard. Right. CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup. 
um, a really, really good offensive line. They're always known for their offensive line. Okay. Their offense will steamroll this defense. Okay. The Bucks have a pretty good defense. They will steamroll them. And the Bucks won't won't do any anything against the um Cowboys defense. I can promise you that. With um Diggs and uh Van Der Esch, they I mean there's nothing they can do, bro. Micah Parsons, like these dudes are dogs that uh, the Cowboys have. So I really do. I think that this game could really get away from them. And so I think I'm going to win this three-team parlay. I'm very excited about it. And I think, uh, I don't know. People have been saying Tom Brady's done for years, but, like, he has legitimately looked poor this year. He was not a top-10 quarterback this year. He wasn't. I don't care about stats. I don't care about nothing. If you watch him play, he's not top-10. Um. So, yeah, he, here's something else that happened is – um. Giants head coach. I need to be reminded of his name. He's the short, bald guy. Uh, Brian Dable. Now, I like Brian Dable. I do like Brian Dable. He's really good for the Giants. What he said was Daniel Jones is an elite-level quarterback. With the way Daniel Jones has been playing the second half of the season and this wild card game, are we, are we ready to say that Daniel Jones is top 10? Are we ready to say that? I don't. I think he maybe has an argument for seven, but I think he certainly there eight. Sorry, I think he has an argument for eight, but I think he's certainly um, nine or ten right now. Name me ten better than him. Name me ten better than him. I mean, he's playing so well right now with this. With to be honest, not great receivers. Slayton's is only like his only decent receiver. Other than that, who I mean, who does he have? So. Really impressed with Daniel Jones. I think Dable's right. I think he is an elite quarterback, and they can ride with him. Another elite quarterback, young one, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence impressed me a lot. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, just could pretty much put the team on his back. And um, he had a game. He had a game, and that will be remembered forever. To see Jacksonville Stadium, by the way, completely packed. I don't know where these fans come from. I was I was um, watching the game with a buddy, and I was like, where did these fans come from in Jacksonville, bro? Like, they haven't been good for years. And then they get in the one playoff game, and the whole place is packed. They've all got um, towels. It was a cool scene because Jacksonville's rowdy whenever they're good. And um, to see their defense firing on all cylinders with the crowd behind them was, was really special. And I'm excited to see them play the Chiefs. I'm excited for that game, but I think it might get ugly. Think it might get ugly. Um. Okay. Okay. Now what else? So yeah, mo- most of the headlines right now are just about Sam Hubbard, that Bengals uh, D lineman who went all the way, like ninety nine yards, for the touchdown, and um. Okay. Here, here's something I'm gonna say on the undisputed show. I'm going to say this and then get off because it is just me and it's probably pretty pretty boring to hear about, but that's neither here nor there. I'm delivering content. Next week it will be better. I promise you that. It will be better. Reason being, I'm going to have somebody with me. I just, like, literally Sunday night when I'm normally recording these, I was moving into college, okay? I was really busy all of last night. Nobody wanted to record that late. That's fine. So I do it this morning when nobody's awake. This will be up by noon 
Um, it will be up by noon on on Spotify. Sometimes it takes a little longer to upload on YouTube, but that being said, I'm going to try to get it up at noon. Okay, it will be around noon. That is before I go into this subject. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is without a without a doubt the worst analyst on any platform. He he has a job because he says all of this. Um, he he says all this crazy shit. He, okay. Here's what he said. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed mid-game during Monday night's contest against the Cincinnati Bengals is currently in crit- critical condition in a um, in an area hospital after suffering a cardiac arrest. During the incident, Bayless tweeted, no doubt the NFL is considering posting, um, postponing the rest of this game. But how? This dude is lying on the floor, quite literally lifeless. And Skip Bayless is worried about how they're going to postpone the game. Okay. Now that's pretty insensitive, but that's not the only thing that Skip Bayless has done over the years. Blatant LeBron hater, which I'm going to take offense to that, obviously, because I love LeBron. Um, Skip Bayless also was like coming personally at Shannon Sharp, who he does the show with. Like Shannon Sharp was saying how, um, Tom Brady is not that good this year, which is a fact. And Skip Bayless was like, show him show him some respect. You weren't never as good as him in, uh, when you were playing. Skip Bayless was a Hall of Fame tight end. Quite literally one of the greatest tight ends ever, top five, certainly, in tight ends. And for Skip Bayless to come at him and say that when Skip Bayless has done nothing but sit behind a desk literally his entire career and said dumb shit. And that's the reason he has a job is it, it would, it made me so angry watching it. Like to, to insult somebody that is of such higher value than you, like Shannon Sharp. The reason I tune into that show sometimes is to watch Shannon Sharp. It's not to watch the clown show across from him sitting. Skip Bayless is a trash uh, tragedy. He's a travesty. He shouldn't be in the position of power that he's in. And, you know, I, I hate cancel culture, but where is cancel culture for this guy? Where is cancel culture for this guy? Can we can we can we cancel him? That's all I'm going to say. I wanted to go on a Skip Bayless rant. I hate Skip Bayless. I hate him. He's he, and that's the reason that he has publicity is people hate him. So, I mean, good for him, I guess. But man, fuck Skip Bayless, man. That guy. He really shouldn't have a job and he does. Um, yeah, I mean, like clips of him like talking to Shannon Sharp in such a rude way I've been posting. And like people in the comments agree with me. They're like, how does this dude have a job? Like some of it is like blatant racism, the way he's speaking to to Shannon Sharp. He's like, you weren't nearly as good as uh, Tom Brady and like um, saying you need to show him respect and shit like that. Like that's some shit you would hear in the 1800s, bro. That's uh <sighs> It's hairy stuff to get into, and I don't want to get into all of it. So, um, fuck Shannon. Uh, not Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp's good. Fuck Skip Bayless. He's a clown. All the shit he says is stupid, and don't listen to him. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the NFL I want to get into. By the way, I did want to talk some shit on the championship game, the college football championship game. 
the uh, Georgia Bulldogs did cover. So I was right. They covered, and they covered big time. The TCU scored early, and they didn't score again. Seven points. It was like 72 to 7 or like 65 to 7, something crazy like that. Nuts game. Nuts to watch. it. We were watching it unfold at, unfold at a bar. Not a bar, like a pub, like a restaurant. A couple me, uh, me and my buddies. And literally at halftime, we had already ate. It had been like two hours, and we're like, Let's get out of here. It's like 42 to 7, bro. Stetson Bennett is a clown. I saw him at the parade after like after the game, like the championship parade. You're like supposed to be like interacting with fans, shit like that. This 25-year-old man is sitting on his phone in the car. Like he's like in this convertible, right? Sitting down and he's like on his phone. Texting like MILFs at this point because he's 25. Like, no. Congratulations, you beat 18 and 19-year-olds for the second time in a row. Like, you should be in the NFL, dude. Um, He's a loser. He is for sure a loser. He's not going to do anything in the NFL. I'm calling that right now. He likely will never start in the NFL. He's not good enough. He doesn't have enough arm talent. He doesn't run well enough. I I just think he's too small. He will get cracked if he goes to the NFL. I hope he does go to the NFL so he does get cracked. And he just needs a reality check because he's 25 right now and he thinks he rules the world and he doesn't even know that there's another level to this. There's another level completely different to this. And Stroud and Young are so much better than him. It's not even close. Like if imagine Georgia had Bryce Young. Just imagine that. Just imagine that. Um, They would have pounced Missouri. Whenever, whenever we played them, and it was like a really close game. It was like Georgia's closest game all year was when we played them, and we almost beat them. We were beating them in the fourth quarter. I remember that game vividly. I was um, field side, if you want to say, and you know they took it from us. But uh, uh, that's all I'm gonna get into. Fuck Skip Bayless. Uh, fuck Setson Bennett. He's not gonna do anything in his life later than this. He is already peaked. He can't play another year. He's gone. He's gone. That's all I'm going to say, Sports Society. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you guys already clicked off, that's fine. I understand it's just me. Pretty boring stuff. Next week, be sure to tune in because we will be back to two, three, four-person pods uh, with multiple point of views. We're, we're going to have more to talk about, certainly, with the NFL. and um, Mondays only. Mondays only, but the day of or like the night before when nothing else is happening, we will be recording and then posting Monday at noon. Expect them at Monday at noon. If they're later than that, then I'm sorry. I've got shit to do. Monday at noon, every single week, I will be posting a new podcast only one day a week now because I am back at school. It's going to be tough. Okay. Um, Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. That was another episode of Sports Society. Have a good one, guys.